Welcome everybody to episode six of Movie Boners. Movie Boners. With the Z. I'm Jake. I'm Dustin. And I'm Christy. And we oh, are right. what? <laughs> no, that sounded really <laughs> good. That was great. <laughs> you ruined it. Like, no, oh, I didn't. My. That was I'm complimenting us. That was really good. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> we gave ourselves boners just now. We're starting to figure it out. See, and then you fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Tough crowd. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hello. Oh, that's good. Can you? Okay. Oh. Let's move on. Oh, yeah. I can't we need to skip mind. ahead in the program to the portion oh, where no. we. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. If you, depending on my snacks, if I choose that one, I'll take yours and you can have one of mine. Okay. okay we so might put have that to one do down. That. Put Dustin that one just, down. Dustin just sipped his beer and he did not like it. <laughs> but I, I, have, I currently have three beers in my lineup waiting to see what these fuckers brought me for a snack this week so I can figure out what it'll pair well and with. And she's very hungry and I'm very grouchy. She is. <laughs> so let's right. do that. Okay. Snack time. Snacks. Let me go first because she'll like yours more than mine. She might throw it at you though. No, I won't. No, she'll, she'll like it. It's just very different. Can we go? Oh. And not fulfilling. <laughs> I got you. You love these okay, organic cool. seaweed. What are they called? Seaweed snacks with wasabi flavor. Oh my god, flavor. I'm really excited. There's little sheets of seaweed. <laughs> okay. I'm right. okay. Not fulfilling, but you like that. I'm going complete opposite. Okay. Have some chocolate. Oh! Cookies. Yes! Okay! This ba- is good. Chocolate chip cookies. Soft baked. Baked with pear. Okay. Oh, this is a good week, y'all. It's so good. This so what is... beer are you going to pair with that? I don't know. I I'm trying like... to find snacks for Christy. It's kind of difficult your... for me. Can I try yours really You can soon? have it, and Dustin will re- okay. change a whole good. different beer. If okay. you don't like it, I'll drink it. Nope, that's right up my alley, because I feel like uh, uh, like one of the darker chocolates will be too much of yeah, a chocolate. Yeah, hand him one of those two. Which one do you... Okay. Uh, give me the death one. Tell him to pick from. Okay. I feel like that will fit okay. this one very well. Yeah, we Probably. are killing it. Okay. So mine, which yes. tastes very good, is the Boulder Beer Company yeah, cho- Shake Chocolate uh-huh. Porter. It tastes like a chocolate shake. It's really good. I want to drink. Oh, yeah, that's so much... Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's really good. And I am now drinking. (laughs) I don't know how to pronounce that. (laughs) You couldn't pronounce the last one. I couldn't pronounce the last one. That's really what I think your game is right now that you switched this beer with me because before this, he had no idea how to say it because it's some Hawaiian name. So Uh, he was going to be like. No, no. You can ask Jake what I said when I read the label on the can. I walked in and went, oh, fuck, it has passion fruit in it. I hate fruit and beer. Everyone Why knows this. Why did you this. choose this one? I didn't see the passion fruit on it. I saw the cool little cartoon dude All on right, the well, side. You try to he say saw the name Belgian of yours, White. and I'll try to say the name of what was previously yours. Well, it's uh, Death by... <laughs> what the fuck is that? Affogato? Is that it? Sound it out. I don't know. <laughs> Sound it out. I didn't invent the beer. Afogato. That's what I would call it. That's what I would call it. So it's by Oscar Blues. Sounds like Italian. It's a coffee beer, and it's Mm. fucking delicious. Made with lactose. They they put that on a label, and I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's abnormal or if that's a different... I know what it is, but I don't don't know if it's like... I don't care. It tastes good, and it says uh, it was also made with espresso beans. So, Mm. all right, what... Okay, so I have a Belgian-style white ale by... Say the name! I will, fucker. Jesus. By Avery Brewing in Colorado. Um, okay, so it's... Liliquay... What did you say? Nope. Shit. 
Capolo? Make fun of me and you can't Capo- even Capolo. fucking say it. I would say it's... Capolo. Lilicoi... Capolo. Please don't hate us for not being able to pronounce this. You have to say every vowel. Lilicoi Capolo. Anyways, it's delicious and it's got passion fruit in it and spices. So. And spices, whatever that means. Spices. It's spicy. It's spicy. Okay. <laughs> no. no. Right. Dustin hated it. I'm I a did. fan of it. So. I'm sorry, Avery Brewing. <laughs> I just don't like fruity beers. <laughs> you liked oh. that Night Warden the, that we had, the whiskey barrel aged stout? Well, yeah. They whiskey beers one. are really good. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited right now. He just All doesn't right. like fruit. Okay, hold on. I gotta open my snacks before we All right. get oh, into Jesus. serious business because it's gonna be loud. Get the noise out of the way. I'm so excited. <laughs> Cracking into the wasabi seaweed. I feel like that would go well with the Hawaiian beer. Yeah, and then yeah, it's gonna be really good. Okay, hold and on. everything goes good with chocolate chip cookies. Okay, hold on. Oh my god, they really are soft baked. <laughs> well, they were in the they're car. So... Yeah, they they were a little warm. They're like fresh out of the oven. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Okay, you guys, I'm ready. All right. So yeah, for this week. Yeah. Just as a quick disclaimer before I get into my or before we get into both of our lists, because yeah. Jake and I learned something creating this list for this genre this week. Have yeah. we said what it is yet? Did no, you say? No, we should it? do that. Oh, so it's thriller movies this we week. We haven't done like any of the intro besides beers and snacks. Oh, that was like ten minutes. Of God, and that took forever. <laughs> <laughs> so we should also mention that you should find us on Facebook and Instagram. Do and, all that. Yeah. Follow us there, subscribe, and anywhere you follow, have found this podcast. If you can review it, definitely review it. Yep. And of course, that it's kind of sounding like you're ending the podcast right now. I'm just getting it in because I'll forget later. <laughs> True. Good point. And definitely, when you find us on Instagram or Facebook, you tell us what your lists are for each week. We yeah. really enjoyed. More and more people are doing that, and that's a lot of fun. Which is a lot of fun. We even started getting like recommendations on a yeah, like check this one out, which is really fun yeah um so yeah this week is thriller and when jake and i were working on our list as everyone knows we don't share the list with each other yeah but we were both finding the same problem where a lot of the movies we expected to have on this we they're all listed as crime yeah so for me we, we had so many we were like we definitely want to do a crime pot a crime episode right yeah and so this is the first one that I've had to refer to IMDb for official genre listings. <laughs> <laughs> so my list is movies that did not have crime as a genre listed on their pages. So this is straight thrillers. Yeah. Mine is the same. I also took out all of the crime ones um, so that they can be thrillers. Of course, IMDb does a thing where they give every movie like three different genres. At least. At least. And so it's, it was really complicated to go through and identify them all. Yeah. I have one that they actually didn't call a thriller. Actually, yeah, I have one that it didn't call a thriller, but I feel like it's definitely a thriller, so I put it on there. Well, um, for mine, I, I know there's going to be a couple on my list that people will definitely be like, oh, that should be a crime movie as well, but it's mm-hmm. not. I triple checked. <laughs> not according to IMDb. <laughs> according to IMDb. They're that's the experts. The so, all right. So with that disclaimer, let's get into this. All right. Thriller. And we also should mention thriller, suspense, that whole kind of Yeah. Thriller, area. suspense, mystery, kind of, yeah. Eh. A lot of overlap. Yeah. So, my number 10 is one that 
not too many people have heard of, which is a running trend on my list that yeah. I have learned. Um, and it's also one that this is one that I told Jake is not for everyone. In fact, it's it, yeah, it's very it, it's a small audience would really appreciate this movie. But my number 10 is called Funny Games. OK, I haven't even heard of this. OK, so this movie is about two young men who hold a rich family hostage and slowly traumatize and torture them. <laughs> Christy's like looking at me like there's something wrong with you. <laughs> there is very little violence in this movie. In fact, they don't show a lot of violence. There's really one scene of full on violence in it. Um, but the, the idea of the movie is kind of a reality check for the audience mm. and pointing out how desensitized and fucked up we actually are as the yeah. audience is watching these movies to the point where one of the young men in the movie breaks the fourth wall and talks directly to the audience right before he does something fairly heinous. Interesting. So it's when a movie. It it's Huh? When was it made? Uh, well, there's two versions made by the same guy. Okay. <laughs> Did he get it right the second time? I feel like there's that's what I would be like as a movie maker. I'd, I'd write, I'd make a movie and then I'd be like, yeah. this is how I could do it better. And then I'd remake it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen his original version. Mm. I've only seen his remake. Uh, it was done in 2000. I forget what year he made it. Oh. Early to, well, late 2000s. I have to figure out if I'm going to watch it. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. asking. If it's late, if it's after 2000, you're probably okay. Oh, it's definitely after 2000. No, I mean, it has to be like after 2012 after 2000 after 2012 it was 2007 it's got naomi watts and tim roth in it all right put it on our list all right it's funny game it's intense it's uncomfortable which is really as i get further into my thriller list i found a an ongoing trend with my movies where i like thrillers that make you very uncomfortable so this one is Right up there. Yeah. You don't feel good watching this movie. <laughs> but number 10. Yeah, I think that makes... I mean, that is a good identifier for... Thriller's kind of just a, a difficult thing to nail down. Yeah. But there's... You can have action... It can have excitement in it generally, but it's not enough excitement to be action. Or yeah, and a lot of time they... Some mystery, some like... Thriller's twist. really like atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, atmosphere is a good way yeah. to describe it. I wouldn't say it's like necessarily scary because that's horror. Yeah, but it's not necessarily. I mean, most action movies are thrillers, but that's not the point of. Thriller. But it's a different kind of thriller. Yeah. It's more yeah. of like to set. It is an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, but... yeah. All right, what's that's your an interesting ten? one. I'll we'll have to check it out. I just took a note. I'm really excited to hear your like your list. I'm excited about my list too. I like it a lot. Mainly just because every week I'm like, what movies have we watched that you just attached to? You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I so I'm excited about Dustin's list too, but I mean, yours are always just really interesting. Okay, 10. Yeah, and I did I did an interesting thing where, so we, we talked about how we're doing thrillers and we wanted to do a separate crime one. And so I made my thriller and crime lists. Right. And then there's so much closeness with thriller and my horror list because my <laughs> yeah. the horror movies i like will be interesting to go through because they're not oh always God, the most I obvious either I need to, I, can i help you with yeah horror 
Well, you can you can make really, your own list. I just need to make sure that what needs to be on there. Is <laughs> She's gonna dictate this your list. You can one. review it and see if anything's missing, and <laughs> I will. Okay, this is the one, you guys, that I don't think I can just be a producer. Okay. I, there no, I I the I honestly want to hear your horror list. Okay, yeah. I'm making a list you for should. next week. But granted, we should probably stick to thriller right now. Look at that! Who's taking the rings now? Okay. The reason I brought all those things up and making all those lists is because this, my number ten, is the one that's closest to the horror line. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. Um, so that was going somewhere. This, my number ten movie is like Equilibrium for my sci-fi list. It oh. is one that I, I, I recommend a lot, and people have not heard of. My number ten is called Identity. Dude, that was one of my honorable mentions. <laughs> nice. The movie's so good. The movie is so good. It's it's a really, like, the reason I say it's like horror is because there is a good amount of violence in it. Well, and it was... It's about a serial killer. Or yeah, a, and they marketed it murderer. as horror. Yeah. That makes sense. But IMDb says that <laughs> right. it is a mystery thriller, and so <laughs> it's on my list. Dude, that movie is so good. Yeah, and the cast is so good. It has John Cusack and Ray Liotta and Amanda Peet, and oh, and then the supporting movie. cast is all really really good too. Uh, two thousand three. Okay. Um, but yeah, but it's one that I think you, Christy, would probably appreciate. Honestly, a horror lot. is a little bit different for me. Mm-hmm. I will watch horror from any. I. I'll watch any. Yeah. Like if before I was born. Like I love it's one of those it's one genre I don't have rules with. Yeah. yeah. So No Identity, that movie God damn it, that's such a good Yeah, movie. the the premise of the movie is so good and it's about I don't want to talk too much about it because the whole story is knit so well together and you can't really talk about much of it without talking be about like, all of it. There's a killer running around a hotel. Yeah, it's about these it's about it's a story that I like these kinds of movies where you have a bunch of strangers yeah. that all kind of meet and have to like get to know each other and are kind of forced to get to know each other. Sometimes things are revealed that they didn't want revealed. Um, so it's one of those kind of movies. But yeah, there's a there's a serial killer or a mass murderer involved, and all these people start getting picked off and they're trying to find out who it is. Um, and just the whole story is so interesting and so. Well done, I think. Cool. Yeah, that movie. That's definitely a movie that you can't really talk about. Yeah. Because you don't want to reveal too much of the story. But if you're fascinated by like... Shit, I don't even know if I can say that. Uh, Don't do it. Just move on. It's just so good. Yeah. It's it's so well written. Yeah. Oh, god damn it. That's a good one. (laughs) All right. So that's my number 10. That's a good pick. Number nine. This is the movie that piqued my, what my mom would call, morbid curiosity with serial killers. (laughs) Oh, I just love this. Okay. Okay. Uh, So my number nine is called Copycat. Okay. It's one that not a lot of people know because the timing that it was released was poorly done. It got released Mm. with a whole bunch of other crime thriller movies, but... This one has always stuck with me. Uh, Sigourney Weaver plays a psychologist who has who is agoraphobic. agoraphobic. Okay. If you don't know what that is, Can't she leave cannot the leave the house. Yeah. She is afraid of everything outside her walls. Um, and she becomes that way after being attacked 
by a serial killer. So she gets pulled into an investigation for a new serial killer who is copying famous kills. Mm. And she has to become kind of a consultant while being like uh, kind of well <laughs> tormented by the killer. Yeah. So it's it's a really cool movie. It was made in 95, which I know goes kind of against Christie's <laughs> timing. But for the information we knew about... Uh, serial killers in 95 I think it does a really good job of kind of giving you a kind of a, a tease yeah. into the mindset of a serial killer and what survivors of those guys of those killers can kind of like go through so it's intense it's one that it's hard to pinpoint why it sticks with me but it's one of my go-to movies if I'm not sure what else to watch yeah this is one that I'll just pop in because it's it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, I just put it on our list as well. Cool. We I like doing this just because I get two new movies to watch. Right. And fun tidbit about this one. This is Sigourney Weaver's most proud movie. Really? She is most proud of her performance in this movie, according to IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> and she regrets that the movie did not get Mm-hmm. as much attention because of the bad timing that it was released okay very interesting i'm intrigued yeah she's such a good uh heroine yeah oh she's that's intense in this one she's a great villain well, that too, too yeah. <laughs> she's a good everything yeah good actress man so i hit you with two movies that neither of you have seen yeah i know yeah congratulations <laughs> okay what's your number nine so my number nine is is a movie that's one of my favorite favorites i'm not that's stupid to say they're all my favorites <laughs> the top, my top 10 favorite movies are going to be one of my favorites <laughs> um but it's a movie that i i don't think i would have heard about if my parents hadn't shown it to me because it i hasn't like it doesn't come up nobody talks about it but i love it a lot my number nine is conspiracy theory hell yes <laughs> Brain, though. no it says action mystery thriller okay and there's not really a lot of action in this, so I don't there's know There's, like, no action in that but, movie. But, yeah, Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts and Patrick Stewart. It's it's so good. It's intense, but also really enjoyable because Mel Gibson has... He just has a lot of, like, really funny lines. He's I think his performance in it is really, really good because he's, he's neurotic and he's, he's a big, like, Conspiracy Theory guy. And he has, like, a newsletter that he puts out called Conspiracy Theory... And he's just talking to everybody constantly about black helicopters and fluoride in the water and all these things. And and I'm kind of a conspiracy nut too. Like I'm a big fan of, of. of following them and thinking about them. I'm like, yeah, that's Follow probably on, possible. On Instagram, you'll... Uh... <laughs> that's all real. <laughs> but yeah, and so he... But he ends up being right about several things, and so he gets chased down by this government agency, and just becomes really—that's oh, the goal, isn't it? Really exciting. And I wouldn't say I so. I wouldn't say no. that, especially well, the... like rather fly under the radar and live a happy <laughs> life. That's, well, you're just aiming small. Yeah, that's I don't want to be okay. injected with LSD and all this stuff <laughs> Go that on the, run? The, right. the CIA does. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's all I have to say about it. You should definitely see it. It's super exciting and super fun and enjoyable because he's funny and... Yeah, it shockingly has a good amount of, like, comedic moments. Yeah. But that's been one of my favorites since childhood, too. And that was one that I think my mom showed me that one. (laughs) My my mom did, too. (laughs) So this is 
think moms like Mel Gibson. All right. Moms like Mel Gibson. Yeah. Moms like Mel Gibson. There you go. Especially 90s Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah. Now, conspiracy theory, that is like, I do not follow conspiracy theories. I find those rabbit holes to be... How are you friends? <laughs> kind of mind-numbing. Yeah. But... <laughs> um, There's definitely a limit of But that much. movie definitely... I just... Yeah, the way that the movie's written and plays out is so well done. Mm-hmm. And his uh, chemistry with Julia Roberts is really good. Yeah. She plays a cop and does, like, that just... Yeah, she works as a part the of his life inadvertently. Department of Defense, and he's like obsessed with her a little bit. Yeah, or he saves her life, and that's how they get involved. And then he okay, kind of becomes a suspect. No spoils. But that's Pat- actually not a spoiler. No. Okay. But Patrick Stewart is really, really good in it too. And I, yes, I, he does a lot of really interesting things as an actor. Where he'll, I have another movie with him on my list where he okay. chooses chooses movies that he will find to be a challenge, and I think that he does a really good job in it. Yeah, as well as like a CIA guy. Or a, a no-name agency guy. He's, he's one of them. Yeah. Hmm. Exactly. That's from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Ref- your number, whatever. Reference. <laughs> All right. My number eight is arguably Natalie Portman's greatest performance. Ooh. Yeah. In fact, she won the Oscar for it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So according to Hollywood, it is her best performance. <laughs> uh, I'm a big Darren Aronofsky fan. Say the name of the movie. Black Swan. Okay, cool. <laughs> and this I actually is actually almost watched this last night. It's so good. Yeah. This is arguably it, his masterpiece, mm-hmm. if you don't include his most depressing film ever. Yeah. <laughs> but Black Swan is such a perfect mindfuck mm-hmm. of a movie. At no point during that movie do you ever really fully grasp what is happening on screen. <laughs> you might think you are. Yeah. You might convince yourself you are. You're lying to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Visually, I still have a lot of the images in that movie in my head, and I always will. Because yeah, they're, they're just, it's yeah. so well done. The effects just are a, so well done. Ingr- like, he's he does the most disturbing little things. Yeah. Like the cuticle. Oh, yeah. yeah the oh, feathers coming out yes. of the... Yeah. Like, no, her peeling it back. Yeah. Um, it's just that thing. It's just that well, thing that you like, in your mind. And yeah. Aronofsky... With the exception of a couple of his movies, but his his metaphors are so strong. Mm-hmm. And Black Swan is so great in like the idea of obsession mm-hmm. and what it can actually turn someone to do mm-hmm. and do to them. Uh, but Black Swan is one of those, every time I watch it, it just, every time I'm floored because it, it's a beautiful movie, but every time it ends, I'm still like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> So Black Swan is my number eight. Yeah, that's a great number eight. Yeah. It does. It definitely does focus on kind of like obsession and and success. Like when people with success, people trying to get success. I just rewatched the Neon Demon, and there's a lot of the same sort of themes through it. Yeah. Um, and I guess kind of mood as well. <laughs> they both do a good job. Yeah. So my number eight is the movie that. Um, I'm to be didn't say was a thriller, but I feel like it has a thriller in it mostly a thriller they called it an action drama history and i feel like they just put they put a lot on the history part my number eight is called munich oh dude munich is definitely a thriller because it has i mean it has kind of like spy thriller elements to it where their their intelligence (gasps) israeli intelligence says thriller right there 
Oh, the on the mobile website they list four genres. I was looking at it and it had three genres. Oh, okay. So for our audience, there I'm you go. looking double checking our genres <laughs> as we're going. So <laughs> good. So that counts especially now. Bam. But it's just so Munich is really intense, and the really interesting thing, if you haven't seen it or if you're going to rewatch it, rewatch it and pay attention to the music, specifically where there is no music. Yeah. Because Spielberg does a really incredible thing where he just, there's hardly any music in this movie. And that's, I think, a rare thing for thrillers where they try to heighten excitement through uh, sound cues and music and stuff. But this movie is, it's, it focuses on the performances and the visuals and the, the sound design of the, like, people walking and everything so well that there's so much suspense just in what you're seeing that you don't need any music at all. Mm-hmm. And he just leaves it out entirely. And it's, so it's, it's really, really interesting for that reason. Well, and that whole, the historical part of it yeah. alone is intense. Yeah, it definitely benefits from showing <laughs> actual news footage and actual anchors trying to deliver the news of these yeah. Olympians that got kidnapped. And That's a good one. That's one of those Spielberg movies that really well done that I feel a lot of people have kind of forgotten mm-hmm. exists. But yeah. it's a really good movie. And it, yeah, the, the history part to it is always going to be interesting, especially if you are into history. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're not, it should be interesting. It's that's a crazy story. Yeah. I don't think it leans too heavily on history as far as being boring. It is really exciting, and and Eric Bana as a lead is very yeah. interesting as well. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Good job, sir. Thank you. Oh, I'm getting IMDb notifications. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number seven. Well... Can't have a list without Mr. Nolan making an appearance. (laughs) (laughs) There were a couple episodes there where he (laughs) did. Right. Well, he hasn't done comedy and he hasn't done romance. So Yet. Yet. Although I kind of want to see a a Nolan comedy. I want to see a Nolan romance. romance. Yeah. Yeah. That would be... An epic romance. I'm pretty sure it would fall under like every other genre. I would say Inception. Has yeah. romance in I, it. Well, I feel like every movie he does has Pretty borderline. It has I always a, love it. There's always yeah. had a human. I mean, relationship. it's not the main focus. I think all of his. That's the thing about all of his movies is they encap- encapsulate everything in yeah. life. Yeah. So well, think, yeah. His, his whole way of making characters mm-hmm. is the more human and imperfect you are, mm-hmm. the better your performance is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they just have a lot of, like, range in yeah. all of his stories do, so. Okay, what's And my yours? number seven is Insomnia. Yeah. Now, this is not one that he wrote, but he did direct it. And actually, he does get rewrite credits, so. Okay. <laughs> I think Insomnia is interesting. I may step on one of your points. No, go ahead. I think it's interesting that. Okay, you just took this over. <laughs> We kind of railroaded your whole thing. Where we no, that's fine. No, it's um, me talking about Nolan. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> okay I that. think it's it's interesting, an interesting one in the list of movies he's done because it's a remake that he did. Right. He re- is, I think it was a Dutch movie. Oh, I don't know if it was Dutch. It was but somewhere, it was somewhere in over there. Europe. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, with, uh, I forget the guy. The guy's, everybody in America would recognize the guy that's in the, the original version, but it's... <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so close to remembering his name but yeah there's a, there's a movie called Insomnia about the exact same thing and it's up up north like this one is in Alaska Stellan Skarsgård Stellan Skarsgård 
All right, Dustin, tell us so, about your movie. Uh, Insomnia is... It's such a great take on, like... And this is one that definitely skirts the line of crime because it's yeah. about a cop investigating a murder. Um, but the best... My favorite thing about this movie is your hero, played by Al Pacino is not really a good guy. And if you've listened to previous lists, you know that I really like it when the guy you're rooting for is not really a guy you want to root for. Mm. Uh, so he's a corrupt cop who has who is under investigation for planting evidence and has been tasked with helping this murder investigation while the investigation under, over him starts kicking up. Um this is also one of those Robin Williams steps completely out of the comedic world. Yeah. Even steps out of the dramatic and goes sadistic. Very interesting role for Robin Williams. And when I saw this, I had only really known him through a lot of comedy. Yeah. And uh, especially like his stand-up, the Life on Broadway. So yeah. I went from watching Life on Broadway to watching Insomnia, mm -hmm. which was a total 180. But this movie is just... It's quiet and it makes you just feel tired, which is the whole idea of like Al Pacino's character because mm -hmm. he can't sleep. It's in Alaska. The sun doesn't set. Mm -hmm. But this is like, to me, this is a great, even though Nolan didn't write it, you can really start seeing a lot of what Nolan will become known for yeah. in this movie. In fact, actually, the one he did after this was Batman Begins. So you can really see the transition starting to form. Mm -hmm. So Insomnia is number seven. It's a... Really interesting movie, just how the whole story kind of plays out. It doesn't really go the way that mm -hmm. a lot of these movies do. So Yeah. Yeah, Robin Williams as the bad guy is really interesting. When we were doing our comedy episode, I was going through his movies because I was like, I love Robin Williams' comedy. I should have one of his movies on there. And he does almost no, or did almost no comedy movies. Well, you like, had a handful, but there was a lot of dramatic stuff yeah, in there. Most, I would say almost all of them are, are dramatic roles that he did. And he's great at them. Yeah. You've never seen it, huh? Mm -mm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Add like, it to our list. I mean, we have it. I've seen it a couple of times. I really like it. Mm. Um, you'd probably like it. Cool. So my number seven is the other one that I said had Patrick Stewart in it. Oh. And... I really, really like this movie a lot. My number seven is Green Room. Ooh, I have not seen you Green Room. Seen Green yet. Room? No. Finally, found ah. one that Dustin hasn't seen. It is on my list of things to watch. I just haven't gotten around. I to think it. you would really, really like it. It's intense, but it takes its time to get there. Yeah. Where you're not really sure what kind of movie you're watching, um, and then, and it's it's IMDb said it was a horror music thriller <laughs> and the only like music element is they're a punk band i was gonna say that's a punk band right? yeah they're, they're a punk band that goes and plays a show and it's but they're they play a show at a bar that is run by white supremacists okay and it does a really interesting thing where it shows a side of that lifestyle or organization that doesn't get shown a lot where there's not they're not really they're not really being racist against people, but they are being terrible people and terrifying and all of these things. And so it's it's a really interesting thing to see unfold. And Patrick Stewart is like the head of the organization. And so okay. he's he's said that he read the script and really 
thought that he had to do it because it would be such an incredible challenge. And he knocks it out of the park. I think he's really good. Well, wasn't that like one of uh, Anton Yelchin's like final films? Yeah, I think it may have been his, okay. last, his final one. But yeah, maybe second to last. Okay. But yeah, he definitely was. Yeah, that's one that like I always want to watch it. But I know that when I do, I'm going to be really bummed every time he's on screen. Yeah. Because I, I really feel him as an actor was really, you could tell his career was getting ready to blow up. Yeah. And then he died in the weirdest way. Yeah. <laughs> Super unfortunate. <laughs> really weird way. But yeah, so that, Comic-Con or day after Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So that's one that I definitely want to watch. I've had a lot of people tell me like. Yeah. You will enjoy this movie. I can't believe you found a movie I haven't seen. <laughs> Fuck. It finally happened. <laughs> Six episodes in. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah, it is really, really good. And it's it's one that is is intense and probably not for a lot of people. But right. I think you would like it. I'm sure I would. Alright, my number six is one that I feel Christy will be super proud of. Oh. Super ecstatic. Okay. <laughs> it is how did I put this? It, it calls itself home to one of Christie's favorite shots in any movie. Oh my gosh. She says that it's yeah. a beautiful shot. Uh-huh. It's an intense shot. Yeah. Um, Scorsese and DiCaprio together mm-hmm. are such a good match. And Shutter Island yeah. is one of those thrillers that just sticks with you. Mm-hmm. And the ending, we won't go into it because I don't want to give spoilers, but... Mm-hmm. It's another one of those movies where the ending has several debates to it as to what is actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how I feel about the ending. You won't get to hear that. Because, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying, but Shutter Island, and I rewatched it because I knew it was going to be on my list. But rewatching all these movies was like, where am I going to put this? Rewatching it, mm-hmm. I realized I forgot how well written yeah. that movie is. So good. And this time around, when I watched it. I was trying to watch as much of the screen as I could. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of stuff in it that I was like, I've never noticed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Won't tell you what. Just go watch the movie. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. Watch it. It's amazing. It's, yeah, it's so good and so well written. It's also on my list. Oh. And I have it, have it a little higher. So I'll, we'll talk more about it then. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, interesting thing, too, is I realized when we watched uh, the. The Arrival or Arrival? Arrival. Arrival. Yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago, the same song. Yeah. There's a crossover of the yeah. song. Oh, yeah. God, that song is so good. Yeah. Just... <laughs> on the Nature oh. of Daylight, I think it's yeah, called. On the Nature of Daylight, It's yeah. like the best. It's so beautiful. I love cello in general, but that song is like incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, same song, same mood. Yeah, we watched, re- re-watched Arrival after we had done the sci-fi episode. Yeah. And I, I actually felt bad about how low I had put Arrival on my list because I was like, this movie is so good. Yeah, I know. I love when we rewatch it or rewatch something, and we're like, oh shoot, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it's it's probably the biggest regret. I feel I have like if so we far. watch Shutter Island again, like yeah, oh man. Well, rewatching, yeah. When I rewatched, because I did all ten of my movies plus a few, mm-hmm. just to really help with the placement and which ones I really wanted. Rewatching this list, I was like. Oh shit! I think I even texted Jake and was like, "My list is not a feel good list. Yeah. yeah, you you will not feel good at the end credits of any one of my movies." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, I oh, Shutter Island, like, the sh- just go watch it. Do you want to talk about the shot Dustin was I talking about? I mean, I about? do, but I don't. It's I, it's just I mean, I'll say it, it's a hard setup. 
for that shot yeah. unless you've seen the movie. Yeah, yeah. if you've right. seen Right, I don't want to give away spoilers, but it has one of the most beautiful movie scenes I've ever seen and I think I ever will see. Mm-hmm. Well, it's ever. So without saying what the scene is, what I was noticing cuz as the scene was coming up, I really wanted to like I guess kind of try to get your perspective on it cuz yeah. I always loved it, yeah. but I wanted to see it like okay. Mm-hmm. The best part of that shot is how gradual it is. 100%. There is, it's not just a shot. There is so much that like evolves in that one. It's like Staying two together, camera angles that he yeah. does. Michelle Williams, uh, she is like, Michelle Williams? Yeah. She is, right. honest to God, one of the most talented actresses ever. Well, she's one that's like always under the radar. She but is. she puts out pretty powerful performances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, she's very talented and I think um them together in the movie just that scene and just can't what they do i just it's i think the simplest way to describe it is the one where there's fire around them there you go we'll just leave it at that (laughs) we'll just leave it at that so if you know what we're talking about i mean i don't think that yeah i don't even think it's really like gives away too much it's just yeah yeah i mean it's just a beautiful the whole the whole thing Ugh, I can't, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk more about it when we get to yeah. it on yours. Okay. Yeah, I have a handful of things to say about it, too. <laughs> uh, so my number six is is a movie when I saw we saw in the theater. And when we saw it, I found myself not breathing during it. Ooh, those are like Ooh, some I of the best kinds of movies. Is. And I had two movies on my list. Um one of them is probably the one you're thinking of, which was Gravity. No. Oh, then it's the other one you're thinking okay. of. My number six is Buried. Oh, no, it's Dude, not. Dude, that movie What is... were you thinking of? We didn't see Buried we in saw... theaters. Where did we see it? We saw it at home. Oh, oh my God, I, I forgot I about the Buried. No, 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 Yeah, no, you we... don't breathe during that no, movie. No, you don't, and you the whole time you don't realize that you're watching one sh- shot the whole time. I mean, really, like him. Well, yeah. it's, yeah, it's just him. Yeah. Give the premise. It's Sorry. A, it's it's a really incredible movie he where... did it to you, so we're going to... Oh, so I get to do it to <laughs> him? Yeah, that's only that fair. Works. Yeah, so Buried is a movie where it has like two characters in it, maybe three characters for the whole movie. And it's mostly focuses on Ryan I Reynolds. I think it's two. And one of them's a voice. Yeah, one's a voice <laughs> on a phone. The only person you see is Ryan Reynolds... And he was working as like... We're going to have to really, a, really hard to not give away the ending of this yeah. movie. He's, he works as a construction uh, guy in the military in Afghanistan. And he ends up getting kidnapped and buried in a coffin. He wakes up in a coffin. And the whole movie is shot in Inside the coffin. Inside the coffin. And so it's really crazy to watch it. And you're like, how did you get a camera in here? How did you get all these different shots in the coffin? How did you get... Like the ex- like it was really it's really interesting to see the behind the scenes stuff of mm. of the exterior of how they put this coffin yeah. set together. It's yeah, yeah. Like you said, when I watched that, I figured mm. like oh, just another movie. Let's watch Ryan Reynolds. Totally. Mm. And then I didn't breathe for an hour and a half. It was yeah. like this movie's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so intense, and it's uh, really incredible that they were able to make a movie with one set one it takes place in one room with one character and it you don't notice that like before you know it time's completely passed and you finish the movie it's uh yeah don't say too much because you don't want to give there's this god damn it that fucking movie i forgot about that it grips you so well i 
what you were going to is just how you get that shot and like yeah i feel like it really inspired like a photo shoot that i really want to do of like like being buried yeah it, okay it sounds so weird Someday I'm going to do it. Yeah. But this movie inspired that so hard because it's like, yeah, you work with your angles and how to get. Mm. It's just so interesting how you yeah. how they did that. Yeah. But, well, and it's, I really like it when you put an actor or an actor puts themselves in a position of like a pretty big challenge. Mm-hmm. And totally. one thing that actors constantly say is when they have to do a lot on their own mm-hmm. and they don't really have anyone else to play off them, of yeah. and yeah. it's completely on their own i really like seeing actors push themselves that way and yeah watching right around that movie is like he care i mean he carries you the whole time yeah yeah he never loses you yeah yeah i don't want to say to it because <laughs> it's just oh my god that's what was the movie you thought it was good pick i don't know if it's thriller oh i thought you were gonna say the revenant oh because <laughs> let's be real none of us breathed during that whole thing either. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't. I went home is after watching. A thriller? I don't, I don't think it is. I think it's like a historical drama. Yeah. I mean, I felt thrilled. I almost had it on my action adventure list because it is yeah, an event- I guess. adventure. I it, guess. Yeah, it's like a revenge adventure. Yeah. That all right. Well, apparently, I haven't been on IMDb. Like, <laughs> That's, in all fairness, this was the first time I think both of us were like, okay, we have to actually get technical yeah. with some yeah. of this. Is this a thriller? Is this a thriller? What was the movie you thought I was going to say? Gravity. Gravity. That's another one where you don't breathe through the whole time because yeah. she's in space. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Good pick. Thank you. My number five. If you're looking for a good date movie, this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to go the oh, other direction. Man, that's like a pretty good. Uh, just, like, just put that on the movie cover. Yeah. <laughs> it's a slow burner that forces you to invest in the shittiness of people and love. Okay. My number five is Gone Girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. I watched this couple. I literally watched this last week, and Jake texted me because he could see that I was watching. He said, don't get any ideas. <laughs> right. This movie, and you can't really talk about this movie because mm. you don't want to reveal really anything in this movie. But Can I just give... Never mind. This movie, so I love the book, and I read the book in mm-hmm. like a day and a half you and i read the book around the same time i think we did <laughs> and we actually this was a fun sometimes we get together and the two of these fuckers talk the whole time and then sometimes we get together and dustin and i talk the whole time yeah. so it's like whoever's the third wheel yeah. changes it up but dustin's never the third wheel <laughs> but this movie like it was the movie was written by the author of the book so you know that she got to keep a lot of what made the book so good yeah um and i really appreciate the patience in this movie through both halves yeah so that's a good way to put it yeah i would say so So, (laughs) but ben affleck teamed up with david fincher is he puts out such a great performance and it's a subtle performance yeah where it it almost looks effortless a lot of the time Mm mm-hmm Affleck? Yes. It feels very natural for him to play that character. Well, and I don't know how much you know about this story, but it's very reminiscent of Scott Peterson and Lacey Peterson. Yes. And I know for a fact this dude, like Ben Affleck, watched video of yeah. Scott Peterson and, and you, it is verbatim the same. Oh, you can exact, totally see it. 100%. Yeah. 
If you don't know that case, Google it. Yeah. You won't feel good. No. But, yeah. <laughs> but Gone Girl is just, it's such a great slow burner mm-hmm. that really takes you off guard. You really don't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Gone Girl is my number five. Yeah. I think Gone Girl is honestly one of the one of the best book to movie adaptions oh. I've ever it seen. It really is. That's it a is good way. So accurate. From beginning yeah. to end, you feel you really don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. and it, like I really it it does a really good job, and it's exactly like the book. Yeah, I was about to agree with you, and I realized I haven't read the book, but just knowing how good the movie is, I'm sure that must be the case. Well, yeah, it's funny because I, th- I did read the book and we saw it in in the theater. Yeah. And I remember walking out with you and you were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I read the book and went and saw it by myself in the theater. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part about that was I knew I was going to go to this theater and it was going to be jam-packed with all these couples. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to smile the whole time and be like, you are I'm all here. walking out of this movie not holding hands, just yep. so you know. <laughs> um, also, one thing I really love about the movie is Neil Patrick Harris plays a, a role that you will not expect. Yeah. Like, yeah, he plays roles that are like so funny, blah blah blah. Like this is not anything he's ever done before on a whole different level. And you see his penis. <laughs> so. Yeah, and you you mentioned. Last time, I guess two times ago, how much you love Rosen, Rosamund Pike. I love, yeah. yeah. She's another actress. She is. She's something Oh my else. God. Yeah. yeah, she is. On we won't level. say. We won't say. Just watch the movie. It's yeah, good. super good. Really good. Love it. All right. My number five <coughs> is, is what I went back and forth with because I had a handful for this spot that I wanted to put there, and they were all very similar and reminiscent of each other. Um because I knew I wanted a Hitchcock movie on my list. He's like the king of thrillers. <laughs> He's like, all of his movies are absolutely wonderful. But the one that I think of a lot when I think of thrillers, and it's really funny because Christy the other day, she's like, what even is thriller? Is it, is it, is it, is it this movie that I'm about to say? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> so my number five is Rear Window. <laughs> And it's Christy knew that I love that movie. Cause she's like, yeah. is, is our thrillers like rear window? I was like, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> and so it was really funny. Um, but it's a great, I think it's a great movie in his, in his whole catalog. And it, I really love it because of how, how he tells the story and how the suspense is built. Yeah. Where you have Jimmy Stewart, who's a action sports photographer and he, he breaks his legs so he's in a wheelchair in his apartment for like the whole movie. And I think a lot of the suspense comes from watching things happen out at the window and being immobile. Like if, if somebody comes into your apartment, you can't get away kind of thing. They redid this movie with Shia LaBeouf uh, and they called it, what they call it? They called it Suburbia. Well, it was like a uh, a wannabe remake. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember Suburbia and it was like, it wasn't bad, but it... yeah. It was the same basic premise where he's yeah. under house arrest and he's watching his neighbors and he sees a guy and carrying and he thinks that hey that guy might have murdered his wife, and so that's basically the premise of this movie. But it's so much more well done in Rear Window, yeah. I would say. <laughs> um, and I think a big part of that is because of 
Shia LaBeouf can just he just run away at any time, even though he's an ankle monitor on, he can escape. He's from, still mobile. Yeah. Whereas Jimmy he even Stewart, runs on a rooftop at one point. Yeah, Jimmy Stewart, <laughs> you're like you're stuck in in the room with him. It's yeah. just looking through his telephoto lens, and it's just it's so intense when when all the different things happen in that movie. And so, oh yeah, it's so well done. Yeah, Rear Window is. Uh, I saw that. I forget how young I was, but it was one of those where I I wasn't sure I was allowed to watch any <laughs> films by him, yeah. <laughs> by Hitchcock, but. I watched that one and I remember just, yeah, you get that feeling of like, I can't do anything mm-hmm. like that helpless kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Rear window. That's a, that may have been my like real big introduction to Jimmy Stewart. Oh actually, yeah. If I remember right. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely the first Alfred Hitchcock movie I watched. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think it might be the same for me actually. It's a good intro to Hitchcock. It is. Well, I mean, that's he did such a really good job with like again atmosphere. Yeah. And he really did a good job of making you feel uncomfortable, really, mm-hmm. in any of his movies, including The Birds. I mean, yeah. which is kind of a ridiculous premise, but that mm-hmm. movie, the photo booth in that movie is still intense. It's iconic. <laughs> but yeah, Rear Window is I had a feeling. Yeah. It was either going to be an honorable mention of yours, or mm. it would be on your list. I just kind of had like, yeah. I think Jake will probably have this one. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> close between that one. I really love Vertigo, and I really love North by Northwest. Yeah. North by Northwest probably has my favorite ending of all his movies. But yeah, this whole movie is just kind of and its place in my introduction to thriller and stuff. It kind right. of had to be on my list. <laughs> all right, my number four skirts the line of. Horror. Nice. Yes. Uh, this is one where I was not allowed to watch it, and I was with some cousins. We were at a family reunion. Not a full family reunion. We were spending time with our, our grandma and aunts and uncles, and we were told specifically, do not watch this movie <laughs> and one other movie, and of course, being like 12, 13-year-old boys, mm-hmm. we grabbed the movie, went upstairs and watched it. I can't speak for my cousins, but there was something about this that really immediately struck a chord with me. Mm. It kind of like engrossed me. Uh, the Devil's Advocate is my number four. Okay. It's Al Pacino, Keanu Reeves, and uh, Charlize Theron. Mm. Theron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a court movie, but. Yeah. It's like a courtroom drama kind of ish yeah but things get really weird they get really fucked up (laughs) (laughs) and this movie just if you haven't seen it highly recommend it it's an early keanu reeves movie he's really good in it, and he's really good yeah even with the at times over the top (laughs) southern accent but it's the way the movie plays out it's almost a perfect thriller because of the patience it has and because it doesn't rely on like scares it doesn't rely on making you jump or anything it just makes you uncomfortable yeah pretty much from the opening scene to the very ending yeah but devil's advocate is my number four and it's one of my go-tos again (laughs) that's a great pick i didn't even think of that movie but that's a really it fits so well and i think it's yeah it's definitely an awesome movie you need to check out and if you want al pacino being Al Pacino, <laughs> yeah. this is one of them. <laughs> he does what he does so well. 
<laughs> uh, okay, my number four is another movie that I don't think a lot of people have seen, but it's stuck with me for a long time ever since we saw it. Uh, my number four is called The Invitation. That's my next my <laughs> next pick, but that's another one of my honorable mentions. Nice. Yeah, The Invitation. It's I had to put it on my list because it's just stuck with me so well, and it. Yeah. It, yeah, it makes, <laughs> it makes Dustin's like getting the the jimmies because he's like so oh, weirded out. I just it makes you uncomfortable the whole time. It's it's it builds up so slowly. The premise is this guy and his girlfriend are going to a party at his ex wife's house and her new husband, and it's the same house that he used to be married to her in. And so this party is so awkward. And, yeah, don't say too much. And but it's... all the, the friends they invite are friends that they like lost contact with, so it's kind of a reunion. But it, it's very uncomfortable, and it, it just it builds on itself. It sounds, it, yeah, it's it's really really interesting. Yeah, I I watched that movie just on a like had nothing better to do, mm-hmm. and figured, oh, why not? This one keeps showing up on my suggested for me list on Netflix, mm-hmm. and there was a reason for it. And God, the. <laughs> The final act of that movie, like the last third of that movie, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, <laughs> god damn it, yeah. <laughs> like as it's, that movie plays out, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think a lot of the reason it was it's able to be what it is is because it was made pretty independently and then yeah. picked up later, so you didn't have that studio interference that we kind of talked about, um, and it's also a movie that knows what it is and the story it's trying to tell even if the viewer can't watch it kind of like green room where you're watching it and you're not really sure where this is going stick with it because it is it gets really really interesting and different well, and the, from anything you've ever seen the dialogue in that movie like between the main guy his girlfriend and then like their friends like you said it's kind yeah. of a reunion all of that seems to go fairly okay mm-hmm. But every time the uh, the new husband mm-hmm. and the ex-wife are on screen, it's an immediate just heebie-jeebie kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good one, man. <laughs> it was it was almost on my list mm-hmm. until I rewatched Funny Games, and then okay. was like, the idea of Funny Games, I'm gonna stick with because the premise of the invitation, mm-hmm. when all is said and done. Is the one thing that I just cannot do. So, <laughs> yeah, I was excited to bring it up, knowing that this topic is off kind of off limits for you. God, yeah, that was that was one that we recently saw too, like last year. Yeah, pretty recently, but I, it stayed with me so much. And, yeah. and well, that God, that final act, yeah. I still like in my head. Can't yeah. look at backyards. Yeah. Just can't look at backyards. Yeah, that's incredible. It, I never want to go to a dinner party ever again. So <laughs> it's true. That's kind of where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ooh, the top three now. Top three. The big ones. All right. My number three has a funny story to it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So my mom took me to see this in the theater because she knew, A, I'm a big Robin Williams fan. Mm. <laughs> and B, she knew that I really wanted to see this movie, even though neither of us knew anything about oh this. I think you both know what it <laughs> oh my is. Because it was, it's such a huge departure from anything uh-huh. comedic. Mm-hmm. 
And like I said earlier in this list, my favorite thing about thrillers is when they make you feel so uncomfortable. And this movie is right up there. Mm-hmm. My number three is One Hour Photo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This isn't one that I recommend to a lot of people <laughs> because of how heebie-jeebie, or how'd you put See, it, the jimmies? <laughs> yeah, I call it the jimmies. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I would normally call it, but it's all I could think of. Honestly, every time I get my photos developed, I think about this movie. Yeah. In my head. Yeah. And I develop an entire plot line. <laughs> <laughs> this, like, I absolutely love it because of how uncomfortable it is to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's crazy about it is the most uncomfortable scenes are really fairly innocent mm-hmm. in a general sense because it's just a don't, you just don't fucking know right and it's just so for those that don't know robin williams plays a photo center developer mm-hmm. is that yeah. what they're called yeah. technician yeah. who has an unhealthy to put it lightly obsession with this certain family mm-hmm. and the story is just kind of that mm-hmm. but oh yeah it's and as a photographer, I swear to God, it hits me so, like, I might have an unhealthy obsession with yeah. this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, and it's crazy because he's in, like, over 90% of the scenes in this movie mm-hmm. are him up close and personal. Yeah. Yeah. And every time he's on the screen, the tension is just slowly building. There's really not a lot of music to it. It's yeah. just he's there and you're just so grossed out. If you want to know how good he is in this movie, he was told to do, like, stand-up routines in between takes because he was making the (laughs) cast and crew so uncomfortable. (laughs) Or at least that's a rumor from that whole, the filmmakers. But that movie is, like... So good. It's so good. I'm so happy it's on your list. So happy. (laughs) Yeah. And the funny story is my mom took me to see it. If you've seen the movie, you can imagine the final act of that film very uncomfortable to watch with your mom sitting right next to you. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's one of those movies that does get lost and people forget about. 100%. Yeah, so that's why I'm so glad it's on your list because it is it is so freaking good. Yeah. And more people need to see it. Yeah. It'll make you really be glad that everything's gone digital these days. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, a lot less hands on your photos mm-hmm. and your memories <laughs> and your children. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, my number three is one that I wanted to have on my sci-fi list, but I thought it was too close to Cloverfield. Oh. My number three is Super 8. Mm. Oh! Yeah. And Super 8 is an action sci-fi thriller. It is a thriller? That's what they say. Okay. But yeah, re-watching it, it's, it, it's a little bit more sci-fi than thriller, but it is, it is really kind of exciting and suspenseful, and I think it does a good job of building. It's a movie that I think... It got a lot of hate when it came out. Yeah, which I never understood. I don't either. There is certainly an egregious amount of lens flare in it, but it only at a couple of times when it's at night. The rest of it is fairly. It's fine. It's tasteful. It's. I mean, it's J.J. Abrams. He, but he got a lot of flack for that style. in Super Eight and in Star Trek. So yeah. get over it, people. It's, yeah, it's just a style <laughs> style thing, like anything else. He's an artist. Yeah, and yeah, I I really really love it. It's really an exciting movie and the way that they tell the story is so interesting where it follows these kids and it tells the story kind of in the background of them wanting to film their own movie 
uh, a zombie movie that's really well done by the way like when they show the clips they make and the shots that they do i'm like you guys know what you're doing <laughs> but yeah they're just kind of using this whole event as a backdrop to add production value to their little festival movie and it's it's really interesting to see it kind of all happen in the background yeah. and and l fanning is really really good in it i mean there's kind of they know that she's good in it because there's a whole scene where she like just kind of comes on to be a play a role and just steals the show and like cries on command and all these things. But it's the kind of thing where you for I first noticed her yeah. in that movie. I was like, wow, you're really talented and, and good at this. And then Kyle Chandler is the dad. I love Kyle Chandler. I don't know what it is he about him. He is an him. underrated actor, by the way. He's so good. <laughs> I, it's probably because... He's from Friday Night Lights. He's the coach yeah. in Friday Night Lights, yeah. and that's Agreed. probably why I love him so much, because he's... Warm See, I never watched Friday Night Lights. Oh, really? I just enjoy he's his... He's just a good American dad, dude. Like, yeah. Well, and he pops oh, up, man. and like, there's been several movies I watch, and he pops up, and I'm always like, I forgot you were in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're so good. I forgot you were a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's really good. I like him a lot. Um, I don't know why, but I just realized that Super 8 is very much like Stranger Things vibe. Stranger Things kind vibe. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you like Stranger so, Things, you probably like it. The reason I sounded so questionable like the Goonies. is when I saw it, my immediate thought when the final credits rolled was like, that was one of the most fun movies I've ever watched mm-hmm. because it made me feel like I just watched something that took elements of the Goonies mm-hmm. and elements from like Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. Or E.T. Or E.T. All of it just, like, combined this great story. And I've never understood why people didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Because I I left that theater just, like, I could turn right back around and watch this movie again. Yeah. It was that enjoyable. I think it's hard to make a... Okay, this is personal preference, personal whatever. Mm -hmm. I think, personally, it's hard for me to sit down and be intrigued by a movie that it has a group of kids. Yeah. That's... That's actually not uncommon. But you look at movies like The Goonies or this or what did I just think of? Uh, like It. Yeah. They're so good and the kids are so good and like it's, it's just a, so interesting. I, w- I would say It's a good example. I kind of think the reason The Goonies is popular is because people saw it when they were kids. Oh, uh, maybe. See, I, so I, I saw it as a kid, but it was like way past Goonies like initial Age. release. Yeah. But my daughter just saw The Goonies a year or so ago, mm-hmm. and it even hit her, like... And, and I think, to your point, where stuff like this, or like Stranger Things, where it's so... These kids are really good. Yeah. Is almost when the filmmakers are letting the kids do be kids. Yeah. yeah. They're not trying to perfect a performance. They're just letting them do their thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's such a... I also think it's putting kids and letting them do that in a very adult story. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is totally. the interesting part of watching them exist. And you kind of, I always wonder how much of the story they truly are understanding mm-hmm. versus how much they are just kind of, I don't know. Doing their part. Doing their part and they're allowing them to do that. But with these movies, you never get that vibe. Like, yeah. It's yeah. just so interesting. Well, and I, I've always really liked the uh, the father dynamic of that with Kyle Chandler and yeah. kids. Yeah, that's such a good pick, man. I just like I never thought of it as a He's thriller. He's all proud. He's yeah. smiling because of how enjoyable it is. Yeah. <laughs> like how good I feel at the end of Super yeah. Eight. It is probably the best, best feeling after watching it of any of these movies. That you <laughs> right, <know. laughs> right. Guys, I feel like I just thought of a movie that is very similar to what we're talking about that you'd be really proud of me for thinking of that okay. I like because it's older. Okay. The Sandlot. Yeah. 
Not a thriller by <laughs> any I mean, sense. I know, I know, but... There's I mean, a monster dog. Thrilling. Yeah, it's kind of thrilling. <laughs> but are In you Yeah, that's a good No, that movie, movie is... And we'll have to save a conversation for that one. Whatever, Dustin. Just let me do it. Just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna, like... I'm the producer. I can no, The Sandlot that. is one of the greatest feel-good movies uh-huh. ever made and I liked at it any age. Forever. Yeah. And I liked it. So that's just my tidbit there. Good. Okay. Oh, that's so a, really a, go and a watch pre, that. pre-2000 good. movie. Like. It is. Is it? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was like 90... Early 90s, I think. Three? Yeah. Four. Oh, if that. Yeah. Are you proud of me? Very. Very. Okay. All right. Two. Number two. <laughs> Sorry, my outline went He's dark. <laughs> not even prepared. Nope. Uh, so I've said it numerous times. I'll say it again. I like it when a thriller makes you uncomfortable. I like mindfuck movies, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to thriller and I really like it when Christian Bale is the star of one of these kinds of movies. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't. This is one that I meet more people that have not watched this but claim to be big Christian Bale fans. And I'm always telling them, you need to watch this. It's famous because of the drastic method acting that he did for it. But my number two is The Machinist. Okay, it was either that or American Psycho, and American Psycho is 100% horror, so... Actually, according to IMDb... Oh, fuck IMDb. It's a comedy. I'll let you digest that. Even furthermore, fuck IMDb. Why are we... We're listening to bastards. That is crazy. The Machina sticks with me more than American Psycho. Oh, yeah. Because of his performance. Christian Bale's performance in this is so good... And it, the brilliance of it really comes from all the little things that he does mm-hmm. that you don't really notice at first. Mm-hmm. But for those that don't know, this is the movie he did right before he got the role of Batman. And he lost all of his weight. Mm-hmm. So he weighed 124 pounds during like this movie. Crazy. And there are scenes in this where he like stretches shirtless yeah. that make you so squirm yeah. because it's so gross. Yeah. But this movie is crazy dramatic you have no idea what's actually going on his character has insomnia and is just kind of losing his mind he doesn't really eat he doesn't take care of himself i don't want to say too much of what the movie Mm. kind of transitions to but this movie makes you kind of unnerved from start to finish so the machinist is number two it's got one of my favorite actors yeah makes you feel weird the whole time so good so good (laughs) Yeah, it is really good. It's crazy to think that he went down to 140 and then immediately went up to like 220 for Batman. Right, and then had to lose weight because he bolted up too much for the suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But that's what makes this role so famous. And a lot of people have never actually watched it, but they know the story of like, mm-hmm. he weighed nothing yeah. right before he played Batman. They've all seen the images of him. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, that's a crazy movie. But I haven't watched it. He's a tough man to be married to. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. He, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah. He, he does so many, so many little things, like you were saying, so many little things that you don't really notice. Yeah. But he, but it sells the story so well. He does that also in The Fighter, which is another movie that, from his list, that people probably don't think of as a Christian Bale movie because he right. kind of is a supporting actor, but. 
Yeah, he he does a lot of really he little just, things. His range is so massive. Yeah, that yeah. getting to see and you really don't get the the scale of his range until you've watched a lot of his mm-hmm. library. And then this movie to me really like showcases a lot of the little nuances and just him kind of poking at little moments. That was loud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So The Machinist is num- my number two. That's a great pick. Uh, my number two is Shutter Island. Oh, okay, so there it is. The overlap. <laughs> I put it up real high. And the reason yeah, I, you did. The reason I put it up real high... Well, one thing I wanted to bring up that I forgot to bring up last episode is after we had done the drama episode that we did... Yeah. I realized that I had mentioned that The Departed was my favorite Scorsese movie, and I had another Scorsese movie in my honorable mentions. And then I listed my honorable mentions, and there were no Scorsese movies. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. And so I meant to bring it up last time, and I forgot to. The reason is because I pulled Shutter Island out, which is my second favorite Scorsese movie. I pulled it out because I knew we were going to do a mystery or thriller episode at some point, and it it falls so well in that category. And it, it, it... is so good it doesn't deserve to be an honorable mention. It should be on. It should be on the list. On a top yes. ten list for sure. Oh um, man, yeah. Everything everything you said about it is so true. It's it's kind of a funny story. So when I when we first watched it, probably the first two times I watched that movie, like you were saying, there's a couple ways you could take the ending. I took it as like the most obvious way, and like the third time I watched it, I completely realized what I think is uh, it is meant to be telling you what the way that it's actually ending. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> I cannot believe what just happened. And yeah, completely. I, lo- I love the movie already. Yeah. But after I had seen it and realized, paid attention and realized what was happening, I was like, wow. And so, yeah, it just blew up in my mind at that point. <laughs> yes. I was like, holy cow. Um, yeah. So that, that movie is just an intense, fascinating ride from start to finish. Yeah. And it's just, DiCaprio is like, I, I, I know our generation probably went into his career with a lot of like, he's the pretty boy from Titanic. Yeah. But actually seeing him completely abandon the pretty boy mm-hmm. mentality, or not really mentality, because he's even famous for saying he mm-hmm. doesn't like that. Yeah. Which is why his roles are so gritty. Mm. And I really feel his role in Shutter Island was such a great, like, he's completely abandoned Mm -hmm. being, you know, a heartthrob kind of actor. And now he's intense. And you got to really see him let loose. I mean, whenever he does that, like, DiCaprio, giant eyes, finger in the face kind of freak out. Mm -hmm. Those are some of my favorite scenes in any (laughs) movie of his. Yeah. Yeah, I totally know what you're saying. I had the same sort of thing where I knew him from Titanic and didn't really like him. Yeah. I think it's mostly because I was I was quite a bit younger and I think I was jealous because all the girls liked him. <laughs> right. And so I was like, oh, he sucks. <laughs> there was no way we were going to look like him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but as he did more and more movies, I was like, wow, he's really, really good. And he's, he's, just, he's so good. He really is such a great actor. I'm talking Shutter Island again. Yeah, good for a <laughs> My Shutter Island pick came up at number two. Cool. Yeah. Cool beans. God, that movie. And that's, I mean, it's Mark Ruffalo playing alongside yeah. him. One thing I've learned about Mark Ruffalo is not only is he brilliant as a starring actor, mm-hmm. 
But when you put him with almost anybody, mm. he just like his ability to seem so real yeah. in any role is. It makes me a big fan of his. I've I've learned that I have become a bigger Mark Ruffalo fan mm -hmm. over the last ten years or whatever. Yeah. And I actually realized. Yeah. So now I'll see his name on a billboard and like, ooh, I think I'm gonna have to watch that one because it's just got him. <laughs> yeah, I like him a lot too. He's. I almost put thirteen going on thirty on my romance list. Oh no. <laughs> I I like that movie a lot. We would have had a couple disagreements. <laughs> I guess you're not a Mark Ruffalo fan, you liar. Yes, I am. You're a big liar. Mm -hmm. Son of a bitch. Oh my god, are we on number one? We are on number one. Woo! Okay. Okay. So this one, mm -hmm. I'll let you reiterate your fuck IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically listed as a horror slash thriller. I went with what the back of the jacket says on the Blu-ray, which has thriller in giant capital letters. <laughs> so, going with that. Um, it's kind of the godfather of all thrillers mm. made by the master of suspense himself, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Psycho is my number one thriller mm -hmm. because why wouldn't it be? Yeah. This man, I mean, <laughs> it's so good and everyone only really ever pays attention to like the shower scene mm -hmm. or you know, the how the movie culminates, but they always forget that there's an actual storyline to it. Yeah. And the story is so well done. Mm -hmm. And you know that Anthony Perkins is really honestly too good mm -hmm. as Norman Bates. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where his portrayal of this character has been kind of the foundation of every psycho character mm -hmm. in Almost every movie yeah. since then. Everyone has to take a little bit from him mm -hmm. to really start their groundwork on their characters. So Psycho is my number one. It's so good. And this movie, when I saw it, so I saw Rear Window first. Yeah. Then I, I think I saw The Birds in School. Okay. And then finally got around to watching Psycho. And I remember just by the time it ended, and the final line in the movie is actually my favorite line of the whole thing. I won't say it, <laughs> but... The shot, the final shot of the movie mixed with that final line is so well done. It's so perfect mm -hmm. that even if you weren't that uncomfortable during the rest of the movie, when that line and that shot are said and done, yeah, you can't help but walk away from that screen just feeling off. <laughs> yeah. So Psycho is number one for me. Yeah, Psycho is great. I think it's an, it's an obvious testament to that movie and its legacy and Hitchcock's yeah. filmmaking that they made a remake of it, but it was a literal shot for shot exact remake of the and original movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it loses a lot not being in black and white and it loses a lot not being with those actors, obviously. Yeah. But, but there's still those, they're like, we can't, we're not going to redo it or make it better. We're going to do the exact same thing again because it was already perfect. Yeah. It is just, and for a movie to lay down the kind of foundation that it has, like you said, the legacy of it, mm -hmm. there's really not too many movies that can do that. And the only reason it was shot in black and white originally was because the MPAA told Hitchcock that if it was color, they weren't sure if they would have it like mm -hmm. 
he would have to tone down the the shower scene because it was too graphic. So he went yeah. black and white to get away with all the shots that they wanted him to take out. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, I could see Which that. Which is great, because then the black and white just adds to the intensity of the movie. It does. Uh, yeah, and the, the contrast of the blood in the, sho- in the white porcelain shower is is perfect as it, is anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing lost there. Uh, my number one is also listed on IMDb as a horror mystery. Ooh. And so at first I was like, are you doing my movie? <laughs> <laughs> but my movie is not not old. It's actually really recent. It's from 2017. And it's... A movie that we saw together, and it stuck with me for so long. I've seen a lot of movies. Together. I know, and <laughs> even Christie's trying to figure it out. It was hard to. Did I see it with you? No, you actually weren't there. Oh, but you've oh. seen it since. I think I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah. Then you've seen it since. I like how that narrows it down because I'm almost in every movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I know what it is. Yeah, it's it's. I put it in my number one, but really any of my top four could have been on my number one at any given time. But my number one is It Comes at Night. Fuck yes. God. (laughs) Dude, that movie is. Yep. (laughs) It Comes at Night is. I did not see that with you. I don't remember. I think you were busy or something. Yeah, I was probably really mad I didn't go. Yeah. All right. Because, yeah, because we saw it together after, I think, at home, and it was amazing. Um, Yeah, it's, it's one of those movies that. It's really, it's light on horror. I think that they probably marketed it as horror because there's enough images you could splice a trailer together. Um, and so people yeah. may have been disappointed in it and may or may have, may have felt weird about it for some reason. But it's, it's, I think if you just watch the movie and the story that it's, that it's trying to tell you and then think a little bit about what that means, it's so intense and so powerful as as a story i kind of want to say that not a lot happens in it that makes it <laughs> that makes it sound bad like no it's burn. yeah it is a slow burn but that's what makes it such a great thriller because mm-hmm. i remember you and i left the theater after it ended mm-hmm. and we were in the parking lot for i think what we originally thought was going to be a quick like here's what i thought of it have a good night we'll see you later and yeah. then i think we stood and talked about it for like we were like for like 10 15 minutes it, it, yeah I think that's what makes it a thriller. Yeah. Like, because I definitely would say horror, and if it had, sh- like, shown more. Yeah. Like. See, I think there's really only, like, one image in the movie that would constitute that genre. Mm-hmm. But the movie itself is so. It takes I'm place so, in one yeah. setting, really. I mean, yeah. there's, like, well, two settings, but. Yeah. Mm. They go outside, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's. I guess the reason that. Nothing, I would say not much happens in it because they don't show you anything really as yeah. far as and they don't really tell you a lot they just kind of drop you into the story and you pick it up as you go um, and I, I think that most people assume that the title means it comes at night means a monster comes at night and so it's going to be really scary but it's it's not really about all that even though there's weird stuff going on it's about these people and how people interact especially under stress and in a survival situation and what that what that does you mean to, in a quarantine situation yeah kind of in a quarantine situation yeah that was a little, little bit <laughs> is that intense, too real too much an intense quarantine situation yeah <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah it's 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 just a really interesting movie and it grips you from the very first scene that that you see and well it, it's like 
it's a quiet movie. Very quiet movie. It's yeah. such a quiet movie, and I think that's what really adds to the tension. And you know, for a movie that's like doesn't have a lot happening in it, or at mm. least you know, yeah, spectacle. Yeah, as far as like big events, the tension is just constantly there. So that when you don't get a spectacle, you're like, mm-hmm. you're stuck with attention. There's really not a release from that. You're just yeah. stuck with it. Oh, man. That's such a good movie. Yeah. I'm so surprised yeah. that it's your number one, though. It's, of all the movies that I was going through, it's the one that, that stuck out at me is, like, how much I love it. Mm-hmm. Or how much it stayed with me. Or how much all those kinds of things. Well, I think it was even, like couple weeks after we saw it in the theater yeah i think you and i even texted each other shortly i was both like dude i'm still thinking about that movie like it's just Mm -hmm. so good yeah it (laughs) yeah it definitely leaves you thinking about it it leaves you questioning the choices of the characters and everything it's just it's really really good i like it that's a good pick that's a good pick i like it too i know you you liked it it was good and that's thriller all right top 10 thrillers done Got any honorable mentions? Oh, I do have honorable mentions. Yeah. I'm so excited to hear these. I put my phone down. (laughs) Uh, So my honorable mentions are, I was going to throw out, for people that like Hitchcock, a lot of people haven't seen or heard of Rope. Rope, Oh, yeah. Rope is so interesting. If you liked uh, 1917 and how it all appeared to be one continuous shot through the whole movie, uh, Hitchcock did that in the 40s with a movie called Rope, where the whole movie is just these people in a single shot. And so... Just check that out. I mean, there's it's a little more obvious as to where the cuts are, but it's still really. I mean, good. honestly, any of his movies, yeah, you should watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch all of his <laughs> movies. If you like thriller as a genre, you mm-hmm. need to see really the master class of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another honorable mention I had was one that we started watching and actually didn't finish because it was so intense, and so I wanted to just throw it out there. It's called No Escape. And it has Owen Wilson and uh-uh. that girl. I forget uh-uh. her name. I've never seen that one. It's a movie where... Rebel. Not Rebel. Rebel. Uh, you're so close, I think. It, Owen Wilson and his wife have a fan... They go on vacation with their family. And they go to a country that essentially begins to collapse. And they have to try to escape the country. Okay. And it's it's really intense. We had to stop watching it. <laughs> no, I can't. And I, I haven't so gotten around real. to. I want to finish it, but, and but I don't yeah, think Christy ever own. will. Yeah. No, I can't. I'll watch it with you. I've never seen it. Yeah, Bring it on. <laughs> Jesus, no. <laughs> yeah. no. And, and then I still uh, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never even watched the whole thing. I think about that sometimes. Yeah. Just we watched twenty minutes of this movie, <laughs> and I was like, "Nope, can't do it." Yeah, so I felt like it should be on the list. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it ends well. I haven't seen it. Yet. <laughs> I'm sure. It might. I'm sure end. something good happens. It might be terrible. If you, if you watch it before I do and regret it, let me know. Um, and I was going to put also a very new movie out that came out this year called The Hunt. Dude. We watched it a while ago. You just texted, I just watched you texted me this week, and you're like, "The hunt's so good." Bitch, been there, done that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I love it because my like favorite story growing up was the most dangerous game, and mm-hmm. it's basically that, but it's a lot. It also goes places you don't expect. Yeah, um, and that's why I like the stories because it's not exactly what you expect, and it's written by Damon Lindelof and Nick Hughes, so you know it's pretty good. Uh, and then I have two more. Wait until dark. 
is an old Audrey Hepburn movie from the late 60s. Mm-hmm. She, I think people remember her for being so like likable and enjoyable, but she was a really, really good actress. She plays a blind woman who people try, like need to come to apartment to look for, um, bad guys need to come in and look for some stuff, and they end up trying to trick her, but she's blind the whole time, and it's, it's a really good movie, so watch Wait Until Dark. Did they do a remake with Natalie Dormer? Natalie Dormer. Uh, there's one where she's blind. I don't know if it's the same. Oh, maybe she hears a crime downstairs. She's like in an apartment. She hears a crime. Oh, that could be. I know. I don't remember what happened, but I kind of vaguely remembered that. Yeah, I think you might be right. It's it's really well done. She does a good job in it. And then my last honorable mention is the Stanford Prison Experiment. Oh God. Dude, <laughs> that movie's <sighs> fucked up. It's yeah. fucked up. It's <laughs> mostly <laughs> true, yeah. and it's <laughs> it's a really interesting story about human beings and you human know, I nature. Always yeah. see these do you question Jake's sanity? Has it always been there, or and then I, I just remember, mm-hmm. yeah, that was one that I went through like, last night. Did we like that enough to keep it? Yeah, and I'm like, exactly. I liked it. I was like, oh crap, yeah, no, yeah. Okay. All right, my honorable mentions. I'm going to start with one. It's the most fun. Okay. Um. It really is every genre there is. So I'm going to have it on this one. Okay. Uh, the Belco Experiment. If you haven't seen yeah. it, it's yes. so much fun. <laughs> I almost, I thought about putting that on there too. And I was like, Stanford yeah. Prison Experiment, Belco Experiment. It is really fun. Um, check that one out. And if you go down conspiracy theory rabbit holes, that mm-hmm. one kind of bases itself around one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one, I'm going to go with a thriller that's about books. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> uh, it's called The Ninth Gate. It's from the 90s. It's with Johnny Depp. He plays... So funny. I literally was thinking you were going to say something else and it had Johnny Depp in it. Well, he has another one called uh, No Time Okay. that I almost put on here, but... I thought you were going to think of the one where he's a writer, The Window... Secret Window? Secret Window, Secret window yeah. Uh, no, I'm going with the Ninth Gate. Okay. He uh, he's a rare book assessor mm. who gets hired to assess three books. They're all identical. One is claimed to be written by Lucifer, and as he investigates, weird shit just kind of happens during the movie. Mm. It's Roman Polanski, so if you know his style, you know it's very slow. Mm. It's very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just the movie, the way the movie plays out is very interesting. I enjoy it. Um, and my next two are very uncomfortable to watch. One of which I know made my brother just kind of like, it's one of his one and dones. I'm going with Room. Yeah. With Brie Larson. Yeah, that was almost on my list too. <laughs> yes. Room is really good. I, I read did... the... The book is more of a one and done for me than the movie. Mm. Yeah, I read the book and was like, it floored me because yeah. it's so intense and mm-hmm. it's just so being told from the perspective of a five-year-old yeah. is very interesting. And then when I saw the movie, the movie does a really good job of adapting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. although you do lose some of the perspective from it. But the movie is like aspects of the movie are what, why it's on my honorables. Yeah. I, re- I remember it being more of a drama than a thriller. And I, yeah. But I, I was looking at it and I was like, yeah, it's a thriller. And I really, really liked it. So I almost put it on there. Yeah. 
And then my final honorable mention is probably one of the most uncomfortable movies I've ever watched. Uh, it's called Hard Candy. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's interesting yes. to say that it's uncomfortable to watch it's because yes. yes. Okay. So it's Ellen Page and Patrick Wilson. Yeah. And she plays a fourteen-year-old oh, girl who <sighs> kind of. See, I loved it. No, I it's amazing. It's so good. Loved it. Oh. So she's this fourteen-year-old girl who sets up a pedophile. Totally. And although you are rooting for her the whole time, it's so uncomfortable to see the movie play out. I love movies like that because it's like, oh, Jesus. It's It's so good. good. It's so good. Not a lot of people have watched it, but that movie, by the time it ends, is another one of those where you're like, holy shit, what did I just watch? It reminds me of the movie Thoroughbreds. I haven't seen that yet, but it's on my list to watch. It reminds me so much of that. Ooh, that um, makes that intrigues me. Watch it and then tell me what you think okay. of it. I love movies like that. Um, yeah, Hard Candy is it's one I think would have a bigger like fan base mm-hmm. because of what it's about, but yeah, just the like you were saying with uh Munich yeah. where the lack of music, there is two scenes of music mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. Same with funny games. There's only two scenes in that movie that have music. <laughs> Um, but Hard Candy is just, I rewatched it for this episode, yeah. and the whole time I was like, "Yeah, Have I'm rooting for it? you, but this like is I gross. You. Yeah, I can't say that I've seen it. I just You should watch list. it. Yeah. You should watch so we it. We don't have it's it yet. Good. It's so good. I watched it on like Netflix or something okay. a while ago. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. That's the That's list. Thriller. That's Thriller. Thriller's done. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Tell your friends. Yeah, share like crazy. Tell yeah. everyone. Tell strangers. Just tap them on the shoulder. Yep. Okay, hold on. I have to. I have to bring up something really funny that I love that you guys do. <laughs> yeah. So we get botted all the time on Instagram <laughs> by like hard, like just porno. <laughs> everyone wanting shit. a hard pounding. And I yeah. swear to God, these two guys, every single note message we get, they're like, "No thanks," but check out our podcast. Our now I'm gonna. Is- give jake the credit on that oh because God, i'm usually so like funny. at work or asleep and then i'll see the message <laughs> boards and be like oh my god yeah oh, well, i'll look at it i'm like why am i in this message with all of these like there's a bunch of other people in there yeah. randomly and i'm like oh this isn't real and i'm like oh but there's other people here maybe i'll just <laughs> let no, but them I know. To our podcast we want to see our top 10 comedy yeah. <laughs> it's so fun i when i go on and i see that i just laugh every single time good yep it's, He's definitely trolling some bots. (laughs) They deserve it. Yeah. They do. And maybe we'll get some more listeners. Yeah. You never know. Uh, All right. Thank you, everybody. So share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. We really appreciate everything that you've been commenting and and listening, just even downloading it. It's huge. I'm glad you're liking it. Whoever's in, where was it, Ireland? Yeah. Yeah. Our one fan in Ireland. We're international. You're a badass, man. Yeah. (laughs) Lady, whoever you are. Whoever you are, however you identify, we appreciate you. Person of awesomeness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, well, see you next week. Thank you. All right, see ya.